Welcome to the Freedom Revival, folks. My name is Bruce Robertson. I'll be your host for the next hour. And uh, I, I wanted to start out today's segments um, by reading. I was reading my Bible the other day, and uh, I noticed, uh, you know, I've been watching what's going on in the world, and I was reading from Amos uh, chapter 9, verse 15, uh, where it says, I will plant Israel in their own land, never again to be uprooted from the land I have given them. Well, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now, and a lot of it involves Israel. And I'm here to talk about that today. Uh, you know, let's start with this. I normally do a top 10 in the news, but there's so much stuff going on involving Israel that uh, we're going to we're going to not do the uh, top 10 today. We're just going to dive right into it. So as everybody probably knows by now, Hamas t- attacked Israel and we have to unpack this. You know, this is a warning. It's sort of a biblical warning. Uh, it's it's uh, a global warning. And, um, you know, it's a prophetic warning of sorts, too. So um, I just think that, you know, we need to um, we need to take a close look at it. The atrocities that happened there from what we're seeing were demonic. I mean, there was that music festival. There was a rave music festival going on. And uh, it looks like Hamas came in with hang gliders and landed in the middle of the music festival and just started mowing people down with automatic weapons and kidnapping people. Um, Well, aside from the kidnapping, I mean, it sort of reminds me of the Las Vegas shootings. You remember those? It's curious, but it was a similar type of thing where they were just mowing people down. You know, if it's hard to say, but anyone who thinks that the U.S. and and, and Israeli intelligence didn't know about this, uh, I I, I got to be skeptical about that. We, you know, they're the two best intelligence agencies in the world. It was way too organized. You know, um, this isn't even political. It's demonic. I mean, you know. It seems like the U.S. Um, and Israel are uh, are not telling us the whole story anyway. But let's start with this. What Hamas, a known terrorist organization, did in Israel, as I said, was a heinous and barbaric act. Barbaric act. Uh, regardless of whether they did it on their own or they were incited to do so by outside forces, You know, in the past, the reaction to such an act would have been to go after the terror organization. And, you know, Israel versus Hamas, that makes that makes perfect sense. What doesn't make sense, however, is the world altering reaction and the divisiveness and the immediate polarization between the pro-Israel and the pro-Palestine camps that we're seeing. You know. I remember the world under Trump. Under Trump, the entire world was relatively comfortable with a large, peaceful Middle East, largely peaceful anyway. Um, And the uh, uh, 1.6 billion Muslims 
who are nearly all walking about during that time, living relatively normal lives. Okay, we had some things happen here and there, but for, for the most part, the world was at peace. On Saturday, October 7th, 2023, however, while uh, Joe Biden was having a barbecue, I think, these attacks gave nearly instant rise to hatred, fear, suspicion, and division between religions, between political parties, between countries. And um, that divisiveness is very reminiscent of a different period in our history. Think back to 9-11. The parallels in fear and distrust are uncanny compared to this situation. A handful of mostly Saudis at 9-11, by at least the official reports, caused mass mass hatred and suspicion of Muslims, and it gave rise to multiple wars that never once approached Saudi Arabia. Nobody went to war in Saudi Arabia. Most of the hijackers supposedly were Saudis, right? Where did we go to war? Well, we had to go to war in Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, Were there any Afghans on the flight? Were there any Iraqis on the flight? I mean, you might ask yourself, is the reaction to the act congruent with the original act? I mean, where's the logic? Should be simple, right? If Saudis attacked us, The focus should be on Saudis and maybe the surrounding area or where they were before. As Israel rolls into Gaza right now and begins rather indiscriminately, I think, killing civilians or at least trying to root out the terrorists, but they're taking out civilians as as well, it seems. You know, is the reaction congruent with the original act? If they're killing civilians, I'd have to say the answer is no. If a single act of barbarism gives gives rise to a global war, is the reaction congruent with the original act? Again, I'd have to say the answer is no. Wouldn't you agree? Supporting Israel in a righteous battle to right the wrongs and secure its territory makes sense to me. Okay, there's no dispute. I don't think there's a dispute that Israel is Israel. Supporting mass genocide, on the other hand, against all the Muslim world makes no sense at all. So I'm here to bring some sanity to the situation a little bit. You know, I don't think we should let the deep state define our boundaries. You know, chances are this conflict is not exactly what it seems on the surface. There's a lot of stuff going on here. And, you know, some of it's got to be impacted. Some of it we may not know yet. Some of it it we may never know. I mean, Biden's State Department now says that they have no evidence that Iran supported Hamas in their attack on Israel. Can you imagine? No real word from Joe Biden, by the way. He's still hiding. But notice the wording. They say they have no evidence Iran supported Hamas in their attack on Israel. That's what the Biden State Department says. 
having no evidence. Hmm. Does having no evidence mean there is no evidence? Or does it mean that the Biden administration doesn't know anything about Iran's support of Hamas? Or does it mean that they have something to hide? Well, the power of words, folks, the power of words. You know, the tongue has the power over life and death. Words have meaning and words have power and words can be used to deceive. Well, here's the evidence, okay? They say they have no evidence Iran supported Hamas in their attack on Israel. Here's the evidence. A spokesman for Hamas, Ghazi Hamad, told the BBC that Hamas received support from Iran for these recent surprise attacks on Israel. In addition, now it's come out that Hamas and Hezbollah have been reporting that Iran has been helping them plan the Hamas attacks for weeks. So, what does that say about Biden's State Department and their so-called official announcement? You know, meanwhile, if you're paying attention, it appears Biden and his administration want to help Iran with a $6 billion gift, a present, under the guise of a ransom, of course. Uh, ostensibly, the $6 billion is to grease the skids to free five hostages in a hostage exchange, five for five, plus we give them a little $6 billion present. Since when do we play patty cakes or pay ransom to terrorists? Somebody should ask Jimmy Carter. Where is Jimmy Carter anyway? Somebody should ask Jimmy Carter uh, about how that works because he found out the hard way with Iran. Same country, by the way. Um, you, you know what happened with Jimmy Carter, right? Uh, you know, there was the Iran hostage crisis, and it was completely embarrassing the way he handled it. Ronald Reagan came back, uh, got elected into office uh, after Carter, and Reagan almost immediately negotiated a deal to free the hostage, hostages and didn't pay them. Okay? He just, you know, peace through strength. He got what he wanted because he, he threatened he was going to bomb the crap out of them. Um, you know, and, and then we have Donald Trump. You know, T Donald Trump, people don't really know this. I'm not sure how many people realize or remember. But Donald Trump got 48 hostages back over his four years in office, and he never paid a single dime to terrorists. You know, we don't negotiate with terrorists as a policy, at least conservatives don't, because it puts a bounty on every American's head. It puts a bounty on your head and my head and everyone else's head, all our neighbors and, and, and our travelers, you know, American travelers and, and embassies and, and people serving abroad and our military puts a bounty on all their heads. You know, if five hostages are worth $6 billion, the terrorist says, why not kidnap 5,000 hostages? How much is that worth? So why is Iran the way it is? Why are these terrorists the way they are? 
a lot of these terrorist countries and terrorist people and uh, your groups, you know, um, we're going to go into it, you know, Hamas and ISIS and Hezbollah, uh, Al-Qaeda, you know, they didn't start out that way. What happened? Okay. And why is Iran the center of all this? Iran was a country that was 100% westernized for a really long time. They had a very high standard of living. It was like, you know, the Riviera of the Middle East. They were very uh, highly educated. They had high literacy rates. I mean, there's a lot of Iranian Persian intellectuals. You know, I have a lot of Persian friends here in the United States. And what a wonderful culture. I mean, the food is great. Their culture is, is rich. You know, their background religion is not Islam, believe it or not. Uh, it's Zoroastrianism. They're not Arabs. They're Caucasian people. Okay. I mean, we should have a lot in common with these people. Zoro, Zoroastrianism is a very interesting um, and, uh, uh, you know, it's a, it's a thoughtful religion. A religion that appreciates humankind. So, you know, they got conquered and force converted and so forth by uh, Genghis Khan and, you know, some uh, Muslim forces from the East. And and, uh, things changed in Iran pretty quickly. But Iran was a very, very westernized country. And we had that close relations with the United States. The Shah of Iran was uh, friendly with the United States. And uh, they had a booming economy and, uh, you know, they they had a a very active uh, business environment and plus they had a lot of oil. So, you know, what happened was, I think, the, um, you know, another free market with oil just didn't serve certain factors in the world. So they had to overthrow it. And don't you just wonder if the CIA was involved somehow? Well, we'll see. Fast forward to the present time, okay? I mean, we don't know who deposed the Shah. But was the CIA really involved? Fast forward to the present time. Because I'm not going to go diving into that. You know, uh, that's a ra- another rabbit hole, maybe for another day. Who opened the floodgates and supplied Iran? with all this money to support terrorism all of a sudden. $100 billion from Obama? Who did that? Who did the Iran deal? It was Obama. It was Joe Biden. It was Valerie Jarrett. You remember Valerie Jarrett, senior advisor to Barack Obama for eight years? Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State. Jake Sullivan was involved, working with uh, Clinton, State Department. Um... The Iran deal was well documented. I mean, we know what happened there. They uh, Hillary endorsed the Iran deal. So why do these same names just keep surfacing, keep bubbling up when it comes to funding and arming these problem terrorist nations and these terrorist groups? It's always the same people, and it's always similar. It seems like the same political parties. Uh, helping those who mean to do us and others harm in the world. So why is that? And what about Hamas? Does anybody remember when Bill Clinton welcomed and embraced 
leader Yasser Arafat, Palestinian leader, Yasser Arafat in the White House. I mean, they hugged and kissed each other. He was the political leader. Okay. He was a terrorist. You know, he this is a guy that has killed so many women and children and terrorized people. I mean, why was he why was Bill Clinton meeting with a terrorist? And why was that why were they hugging and kissing at the White House? You know, uh Yasser Arafat was part of the Intifada that blew up like school buses full of Israeli children. I mean, you know, it was terrible. But of course, you know, when you connect the dots. Hamas is now being, at least now and, and, and prior to now, uh, you know, was being indirectly supported by the Obama and Biden administrations and the State Department, which included Hillary Clinton and included Valerie Jarrett uh, as uh, in the shadows and uh, um, Jake Sullivan and a few others. Right. And probably some CIA uh, shadowy figures. And, um, you know, Iran was being recognized and normalized by the Clinton administration. And then it was demonized by the Reagan and Bush administrations. I mean, there's lots of questions here, folks. Lots of questions. Why are all these good guy, bad guy flips going on? I mean, Saddam Hussein was first a good guy, then you know, and back then he was our guy. We financed him. We armed him. We put him in, in position. He became powerful. He was our guy. He was a good guy. He was Saddam Hussein. He was, a, he was a tyrant. He was a dictator. But he was our dictator. And then suddenly he's a bad guy. So suddenly George Bush is calling him an evildoer and saying he has uh, weapons of mass destruction. And we have to go over there after 9-11, even though there were no Iraqis on the plane. And we have to take Saddam Hussein out. Why? Because he has supposedly weapons of mass destruction. Did we ever see any evidence of weapons of mass destruction? No. But we killed a million people in Iraq. I mean, what happened there? Yasser Arafat. We sent a lot of money over there to rebuild Iraq, too, by the way. And who knows if all that money went where it was supposed to go. Then there was Yasser Arafat. Yasser Arafat, as I said, buddy-buddy with Bill Clinton. And later, Obama is sending money to Iran, which finances Iraq. I mean, uh, no, I'm sorry, not finances Iraq, finances Hamas. So, um, you know, there's a lot of, lot of questions here. An awful lot of questions. Um, I have some other ideas, too. I mean, listen, first of all, listen to what Ron Paul said about all this flipping around back when he was in Congress. Listen to this. In many ways, what's happening in the Middle East, in particular with Gaza right now, we have some more responsibility for both sides, uh, in, in a way, because we provide help and funding uh, for both Arab nations and Israel. And uh, so we definitely have a moral responsibility, and especially now today, the weapons being used to uh, kill so many Palestinians are American weapons, and uh, American funds especially, essentially are being used uh, for this. But there's a political liability, which I think is 
something that we fail to look at because too often there's so much blowback from our intervention in areas that we shouldn't be involved in. You know, Hamas, if you look at the history, you'll find out that Hamas was encouraged and really started by Israel because they wanted Hamas to counteract Yasser Arafat. He said, well, yeah, that was better then and served his purpose, but we didn't want Hamas to do this. So then we as Americans say, well, we have such a good system. We're going to impose this on the world. We're going to invade Iraq and teach people how to be Democrats. We want free elections. So we encourage the Palestinians to have a free election. They do, and they elect Hamas. So we first indirectly and directly through Israel help establish Hamas. Then we have an election. Then Hamas becomes dominant, so we have to kill them. You know, it, it just doesn't make sense. During, during the 80s, um, you know, we were allied with Osama bin Laden, and uh, we were con contending with the Soviets. It was at that time our CAA thought it was good if we radicalized the Muslim world. So we financed the Madrasa schools to radicalize the Muslims in order to compete with the with the Soviets. There's too much blowback. There's a lot of reasons why we should oppose this resolution. It is not in the interest of the United States. It's not in the interest of Israel either. So, I mean, I think Ron Paul said it all. You know, now Biden is continuing to send more money to Iran. You just heard Ron Paul, Senator Ron Paul, basically confirm publicly before the entire world and Senate that intelligence agencies have been creating and arming these terror organizations for all sorts of nefarious reasons. Uh, and there's rumors uh, also that Mossad is involved with Hamas and Hezbollah. Now, we'll never know maybe how exactly or where or, you know, what they're doing in there. But there's there, there's a lot of rumors that Mossad has kind of teed that up. You know, that's the same Mossad that Jeffrey Epstein and Jelaine uh, Mas Maxwell had close ties to. You know, the same Mossad that uh, was uh, using child prostitution to ensnare and back blackmail uh, American and European politicians, judges, and top executives. Remember that? Remember that intelligence group? So the question is, um, if Mossad was involved with Epstein and Maxwell, and Epstein and Maxwell were involved in child prostitution, and there were some pretty important people, some of the most important people in the world, were utilizing their services, did Israel somehow gain leverage over those VIPs through blackmail? Were there any U.S. government officials involved? And can Israel then exercise leverage over those people to get policies that they want enacted, to get funding that they want approved, to get military arms that they want sent and approved? approved and sent? I mean, these are questions that uh, we need to ask. And, you know, what happens if Epstein's list of clients comes out? The hard drives, the phone records, the emails, the videos, what will they reveal? That, that uh, reveal could be more incriminating in many ways than even Hunter Biden's laptop. 
Do you think we'll ever be able to see Epstein's list of clients in hard drives? Do you think it might implicate too many important people and they just want to sweep it under the rug? And what about Huma Abedin and Anthony Weiner? Remember them? What was it on Anthony Weiner's laptop that was so important to protect? Uh, you know, it, it, did it involve Hillary Clinton and Huma Abedin? You know, what was it on that laptop that made battle-hardened New York City police officers so repulsed with what they saw that they threw up? What are Huma Abedin's connections to the Muslim Brotherhood? Let's explore that. What about Valerie Jarrett? We're going to have to go to a break pretty soon, but what are Valerie Jarrett's Islamic connections? She was senior advisor to Barack Obama for eight years and now CEO of the tax-exempt billion-dollar Barack Obama Foundation. She's making three-quarters of a million dollars a year. And what about John Brennan, CIA director? There are uh, stories saying that he converted to Islam while he was stationed in the Middle East. How many visas of terrorists did he personally fast-track while he was in that position? We have to ask these questions. Um, we're going to a break right now, but when, when we come back, we're going to continue on this topic. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting in the second half, uh, second half of the show, the second segment. Thanks for listening to the Freedom Revival. Stay right where you are and listen to our sponsor. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, out loud 25 at checkout. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. 
Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. With the rise of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. For the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people. AmericaOutloud.news. Liberty and justice for all. Hi, folks. Welcome back to the Freedom Revival. We're in our second segment of the show, and we've been talking about uh, Israel and Hamas and the troubles in the Middle East and some of the history and the background of what's going on over there. Um, you know, we, 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 uh, when I left off before the break, I was talking about uh, some of the interesting Islamic influences in our government, starting with uh, Barack Obama and Huma Abedin and, uh, you know, that's Anthony Weiner's wife and Hillary Clinton's uh, close personal advisor and uh, assistant. And uh, Valerie Jarrett, I mean, and her Islamic connections, and uh, John Brennan, uh, who uh, people say converted to Islam before, uh, while he was stationed in the Middle East. Um, and what about Barack Obama's Muslim faith? You know, I'd like to bring that up. Nobody really wants to talk about that. That's sort of like the third rail, I guess, in some circles. But I want to bring it up. He was raised... Muslim by his stepfather, Lolo Sotero. And he has said, he's been heard to say that there is no sweeter sound to his ears than the Muslim call to prayer. You know, he's even said, he's 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 even said, you know, my Muslim faith. He said uh he he stumbled and said that. You know, while all this was going on. Was there any intel ever shared with our enemies, uh, you know, the Islamo, Islamo-fascists, uh, the Islamic terrorists, to warn them against being captured or killed? I mean, back then, you know, Brenner, uh, Brennan was director of the CIA. Uh, 
Was the U.S. military told not to attack certain targets? We know that it was. How long did it take to locate and kill Osama bin Laden? I mean, that guy was in business for like 30 plus years. He was beginning to be funded by the U.S. in 1979. Did SEAL Team 6 really take him out? Did we see a body? There was no body. Supposedly they dumped him in the ocean out of a plane. Can you imagine? The biggest, supposedly the biggest enemy of America, the biggest terrorist, and they disposed of the body so nobody could see it. And, you know, the only witnesses to that are all dead because SEAL Team 6 was subsequently wiped out. They were killed in a freak helicopter crash. How many times did we locate Osama bin Laden in the past and then stand-down stand orders were given? I mean, who was in charge? Brennan? Obama? I mean, why did the White House put itself in the middle of every covert operation? Why would they do that? To take charge? To manage ISIS and Al-Qaeda? To keep the trade going in arms and drugs and laundering of U.S. funds? I mean, you know, when Donald Trump was president, didn't he um, immediately remove the White House from all those uh, military engagement uh, equations and let the military do their job? Didn't he enable the military to do the job unhindered? I mean, you know, the military back in the old days was uh, was asked to stand down with certain targets in Afghanistan. It frustrated a lot of our military uh, officers. You know, how was Trump able to essentially destroy ISIS within the first year of his presidency? But Barack Hussein Obama couldn't do it for eight years. I think it's because ISIS and Al-Qaeda were CIA assets. Okay. What's Brennan's background? Director of the CIA. Muslim by faith. Obama, Muslim by upbringing, Jarrett, Muslim by birth. Uh, you know, is there a connection here? Am I just drawing straws here? Or is there something here? Huma Abedin, connections with the Muslim Brotherhood in Egypt? I mean, you know, ISIS, Al-Qaeda, was Barack, Barack Obama, was he a CIA asset? He had a Muslim education and schooling in Indonesia. Um, he's been seen wearing an Islamic ring on his finger. You remember when he confessed to being a Muslim on camera? Remember when he said, well, my Muslim faith, or uh, uh, my Christian faith, he caught himself, but he blurted out my Muslim faith. Valerie Jarrett, did you know she was Iranian? She's not African American. People say she, people think she's she's an African American. She's not African American. She's Iranian. Yeah, Muslim by faith, Muslim in fact by birth. I mean, I have nothing against the different. Uh, you know, I believe in freedom of religion. Okay, but there are just too many parallels here, too many connections to overlook them. 
why did the Barack Obama administration break down the administration by faith? I mean, there was, it seems to be there was an Islamic filtration, infiltration, um, uh, exfiltration, and management in his organization. And why was the public sheltered from ISIS for so long? Was it to protect assets and prevent the American people from knowing the truth? Why was Al-Qaeda deemed the primary adversary versus ISIS? Was that to deflect from the CIA setting up ISIS to shift the blame? I mean, do you believe that U.S. intelligence did not know, for example, that uh, Osama bin Laden's son was a prominent figure in Al-Qaeda? I mean, absolutely not. You can't believe that. Even the United Nations knew that. So, if known, if these assets were known, why was there no live intel on these people? Why was there no geotagging of them, you know, so that we could follow them around and know where they were? Why did it take so long to find them? I mean, there was none. None. These terrorists were allowed to roam around, and they were allowed to do so by the best intelligence agencies in the world. How does that happen? This is why I'm a little skeptical about the Hamas attack on on Israel. How could Israel not know? How could the United States intelligence not know? There had to be hundreds, maybe even thousands of people who knew this attack was going to happen. You know, Hezbollah and Hamas are saying that Iran definitely helped them, and they were working on it for at least weeks before the project. There had to be a buzz. And, and, you know, and, you know, they were using electronic communication. They were probably using, uh, you know, FaceTime or uh, or Zoom or or some kind of thing to have conferences um, remotely to get their act together. This is a highly organized attack. There's all kinds of stuff going on. So, you know, it, and it reminds me of some of these other things that happened. I mean, you know, ISIS, for example, highly organized. How did that happen without us knowing? You know, Haqqani, the Mujahideen, Al-Qaeda, Osama bin Laden, you know, the things that went on in Afghanistan and Pakistan. I mean, we didn't know he was in Pakistan. I mean, I thought Pakistan was our ally. What happened to their intelligence? You know, Operation Cyclone, remember that? The Mujahideen in Afghanistan? You know, they were there aiding anti-Soviet resistance. Remember that? You know, we finally, you know, it finally uh, resulted in the withdrawal of Soviet troops. It was a proxy war against the Soviet Union using uh, CIA-developed assets uh, and USA-funded um, uh, proxies to fight the Soviets. You know, CIA program to fund and arm the Afghan Mujahideen in Afghanistan lasted from 79 to 1989. Um, you know, we gave them control of like $800 million plus dollars. $800 million. That was a lot of money back then. Might not seem like a lot of money now, but it's a lot of money back then. The U.S. Senate confirmed $800 million to Pakistan. Who had control of the weapons? 
who had control of the training. Are we seeing another, just another uh, repeat of, of, you know, sort of what went on over there? The CIA created Al-Qaeda. They gave $3 billion to nurture bin Laden's Al-Qaeda terrorist network. Total $3 billion. Supported by Saudi Arabia and Pakistan. And all these people were trained by the CIA. I mean, Osama bin Laden was an ally until he was an enemy. Does that sound like Saddam Hussein? He was an ally until he was an enemy. Now we know the truth. Now we know the truth. And I wonder, you know, I don't want to go down too many rabbit holes here and get, you know, digress too much, but I wonder if Julian Assange has any information on any of this stuff. You know, is that why he's in jail? Does he have information on important people that would be embarrassing or career ruining or life threatening to them? Oh, wait, you know, he's in prison for what he knows, isn't he? Now ask yourself this. How many terrorists? This is this is an important thing. And this takes ties us back into uh, Hamas uh, attacking Israel. Think about the United States. Just because it happened over there, does it mean it can't happen here? How many terrorists have flooded or are flooding across our southern borders now? And how many sleeper cells exist in America right now? You see what I'm driving at here, folks? This situation that just happened in Israel is way beyond just Israel and Palestine. So what do we have? We have, you know, we, we if we roll back a little bit, the last, uh, last uh, one of my last uh, programs that I talked about, I, I discussed uh, Ukraine and Biden's arming of Ukraine and the money going in there and all the money laundering and everything else going on. Uh, you know, so we have Biden arming Nazi battalions in Ukraine using taxpayer money. We know that, I mean, even Newsweek magazine, you know, a pretty left-leaning magazine usually uh, came out and admitted that, uh, you know, there's a Nazi problem in Ukraine and we're funding them and they're embedded in the military and the police departments and so forth. So we have Biden arming Nazis in Ukraine. We have the rearming of the Taliban in Afghanistan by Biden. Okay, remember that? You know, brand new American guns, helicopters, ammunition, you know, helicopters. Talk about weapons of mass destruction. Apache helicopters are weapons of mass destruction, folks. Have you ever seen what they can do? I mean, Biden left all that stuff behind, like $80 billion of it during the uh, that cowardly pullout, that sheepish pullout, do you think that was by accident or on purpose? Did he want to arm the Taliban? You know, Biden's past history with Obama should be suspect. They were arming ISIS in the Middle East while they were deflecting the attention on Al-Qaeda. You know, they were arming ISIS. Um, and Obama Biden, you know, that that uh, team was also arming the Mexican cartels with Fast and Furious and Project Gunwalking. 
And now we have open borders and those people are pouring across the border, but they're not all Mexican. They're not all South American and Central American. How many of them come from the Middle East? How many of them come from Palestine? How many of them are terrorists? Does anybody know? We don't even know who these people are. So, you know, we also had, um, you know, illegal arms trafficking going on. Remember Benghazi? I mean, do you know why that blew up in their faces? Benghazi happened because from the intel that I've gotten, Benghazi happened because there were arms deals going, running through Benghazi. And the embassy knew about it. Susan Rice knew about it. Um, Valerie Jarrett knew about it. Hillary Clinton knew about it. They were arming the like the entire Middle East while Hillary was Secretary of State. And, you know, the result was there was an attack on our embassy uh, and four Americans got killed. You know, a couple of special forces guys and a embassy personnel and, um, you know, our, our ambassador there. You remember that? He was dragged through the streets. And then it was covered up by Susan Rice. They said, well, it was because of a YouTube video that they attacked our uh, people. There was nothing else going on there. Nothing to see here. Remember the Iran deal, folks. Remember the Iran deal. Pallet loads of cash secretly flown into Iran by Barack Obama. Pallet loads, covertly, by night. You know, in Air Force planes, big, you know, C-130s or whatever they are, those huge flying, um, you know, cargo planes filled with money, just cash, unmarked bills. Where did that money go? And if it kicked back to some of the people who approved it, makes you wonder, right? Barack Obama has a billion-dollar tax-free foundation now. Where did it come from? You know, and then we have Hamas and Hezbollah admitting Iran's been helping them for weeks with their plans. You know, CIA has been involved suspiciously all around the world with some of these terrorist organizations, setting them up, and then we go in and we take them down, and then they set them up and we take them down. Uh, it's all this flip-flopping going on. And that's not even to mention the ongoing domestic weaponizing of our own government, law enforcement, intelligence agencies, Justice Department, all against American citizens. You know, the FBI calling uh, American uh, patriots of MAGA supporters, uh, you know, domestic terrorists. Come on. These people are harmless. And we have a serious pattern of evil intent to arm and fund our enemies here and abroad. This is a serious pattern that we're seeing. You know, I also came across uh, this while reading some of the, you know, some of the uh, uh, sites that I read. Um, uh, you know, I, I subscribe to uh, some discussions on Telegram and uh, Twitter and some other places, Twitter X. You know, um, there was a discussion that talked about NATO and the UN being on the brink of collapse. Uh, you know, and that we should prepare for a seismic shift in the global power balance as we witness the dismantling of NATO and the United Nations. Um, so here's what uh, what the, what they were saying, okay? They're saying that Turkey's making some strategic moves. Turkey, a NATO member, 
has been secretly making some strategic moves, aligning itself with Russia and China. Now, in a stunning twist, Turkish President Erdogan has publicly declared his support for the Palestinians, all of a sudden, for the Palestinians in this Hamas-Israel conflict. So Erdogan is taking sides here. But here's the kicker. He's also issued a stark warning to the United States demanding that they stay out of the conflict. I mean, NATO's got to be in a state of shock here. Why? Because Turkey, which is a, a NATO member, one of the earlier NATO members, has, conver- has covertly supplied weapons to Hamas via its eastern regions. You know, the unthinkable has happened. A NATO nation, Turkey, is threatening another NATO country, the United States. NATO, which boosts a membership including states controlled by the CIA, MI6, the Rothschilds, and others, is all of a sudden in full-blown panic mode. NATO has now called an emergency meeting. Because if Turkey leaves NATO, or they're ousted by the other member, member countries who can't you know, support that, what they're doing, uh, NATO would lose its biggest military ally in in Europe. I mean, they have a triple strategic location as the gateway to Eastern Europe. You know, they're the gateway to Eastern Europe. The triple uh, uh, strategy is Eastern Europe, the Middle East, and Asia Minor. And they stand at the crossroads of all that, and they always have. And that's why they've always been in turmoil there, uh, you know, between Greece and Turkey and, and so forth. They're right there. And they're right at the bottom of the Black Sea, where the Black Sea empties out into the Mediterranean. I mean, it's like a pinch point for all traffic going in and out of the Black Sea, Russia, everything else. Ukraine. Okay. So the unthinkable is looming large, folks. Turkey could publicly join the Russia-China alliance or the BRICS. And what would that do to NATO? You know. And then there's the possibility of NATO's dark secrets being unveiled. Uh, You know, NATO faces another crisis. You know, United States weapons intended for NATO and Ukraine are mysteriously surfacing in Iran, it's been reported. Ukraine has allegedly sold these weapons on the black market, ending up in the hands of enemies of the United States and its NATO allies. So Iran has acquired some of these weapons, I've, I've been hearing, and they are reportedly passing them on to Hamas. Turkey has also, as I said, reportedly armed Hamas. Meanwhile, Biden is funding Iran and also Ukraine as they sell our weapons out the door on the black market, and they're being used to ostensibly arm terrorists. And the unraveling continues, people. Jim Jordan the likely incoming Speaker of the House with Trump's backing, is set to expose NATO's weapons black market and reveal Ukraine's money laundering, human trafficking, and arms networks, implicating Biden in all these Ukrainian crime syndicate operations. You know, this is declassification in progress, ongoing. It's all starting to come to light, folks. The deep state's intelligence apparatus is in a frenzy. As as I said, the rumors that Epstein's lists and files are set to drop, 
before, possibly before the 2024 elections. I mean, you've got Elon Musk in position with Twitter X. You've got Turkey doing what they're doing. You've got uh, Cash, um, Cash Patel. Okay, Cash Patel's uh, a great uh, uh, commentator on all this stuff, and he knows what's going on. Uh, they're all said to be part of this uh, revelation coming forward, and we'll see what happens. You know, we, we could probably expect NATO, the United Nations, the World Bank, uh, or the world, you know, the the uh, the central banks, the global central banks, um, the um, the Gates Foundation and Bill Gates to be, uh, and maybe more, you know, maybe some shocking names to be implicated if the Epstein list and the servers get exposed to the public. You know, you know what's going to happen though, right? The deep state will play every card in its deck, pushing for nuclear war, civil strife, terrorism, you know, discovery of aliens, anything to distract. The massive false flag events is what they would go for, I think. Uh, you know, the countermeasures are in place, um, and we just have to see who wins this. Uh, you know, it's driven by, I think, I think there's some really serious game theory guys working on this. Meanwhile, Trump, through his speeches, is sending us clear signals, saying that only he can prevent World War III. I think he's right. You know, I was with uh, President Trump uh, recently in uh, when he spoke in Palm Beach. He had a rally at the convention center here. And, uh, you know, he had a lot of interesting things to say. You can see some clips on the Internet from that. So let's connect the dots a little bit. You have Jim Jordan's rise, Trump's support for him, the unfolding exposure of world agendas and operations. And, you know, the countdown, possibly for February of 2024, I think things will start to heat up. Uh, if the deep state's laundry, dirty laundry, is hung out to dry, I think the world's eyes will be opened. And the storm rages on, folks. Russia and Ukraine are at war in Eastern Europe. Israel is at war with Hamas. Floods all over the world, including Greece and recently in New York City. There was just an earthquake in Afghanistan. More than 2,000 people died. Another earthquake in Slovakia. Serious earthquake. Uh, we witnessed the Maui fire. We know the death toll is over 2,000 people. In February, there was a massive earthquake in Turkey and Syria. Meanwhile, the effect of all this is like a tail that wags the dog. Because what's the effect? Hunter Biden is out of the news cycle. The illegal invasion and border crisis is no longer in the news cycle, even though it's accelerating. We have like the population of Greece that have entered across our border just since Joe Biden has taken office. The population of an entire country has come to our country. Uh, Ukraine is no longer in the news cycle. Have you noticed that? Because of all this happening. The McCarthy House of Representatives drama is out of the news cycle. The Biden crimes are out of the news cycle. Runway inflation and the debt crisis is no longer in the news cycle. I mean, supermarket prices are going through the roof, but it's all out of the news cycle. You know, in closing, I'd just like to say, the world is on fire, but don't lose faith. The Bible foretold us that these days would come.
if you follow the scriptures, if you follow the prophecies, if you read the book of Revelation, war and rumors of wars, earthquakes and disasters are foretold. There's a spiritual illness on this earth, folks. There's a spiritual illness. And we are at spiritual warfare as well as physical warfare with evil. And God tells us that we need to get our houses in order. Our house is our soul, and our soul is restless until it rests in God. Have faith, folks. We know how this ends. We read the book. God wins. The storm rages, but the truth prevails. Thanks for listening to the Freedom Revival. I'm your host, Bruce Robertson, and until next time, remember, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Thank you.